This is a Bull Babes podcast. If you vibe with miracles, magic, and manifestation, then this is the podcast for you. Hi, I'm Joe Lamb, host of the Spiritual CEO Podcast, the podcast where we dive deep into the triumphs, heartbreaks, and lessons of this human experience. It is my intention for you to find enlightenment, love, and laughter in every episode. I hope you enjoy. This is Joe Lamb, host of the Spiritual CEO Podcast. Today, we have a really, really awesome guest with me. And let me just tell you guys before we get started, this is going to be an exclusive. This person here that I'm interviewing today is usually on the other side of the seat. So um, he is going to be actually my guest. So he is going to dive deep into his background and all the little secrets that he's never talked about before. So I'm going to bring him on right now. We are meeting Zorik Sina. See ya. See ya. Like, see you later. Like, like see, see you later, alligator. <laughs> Like, I don't know how many Sia's there are, but... Uh, see, okay, so Sia's. Zorik Zia. Sia with an S. Sia. Like C as in eyes, oh. and then Ya as in... Sia. Sia. Okay, yeah. so yeah. Zorik Zia. Yeah. You are the founder and owner of the Hello Studio here. Correct. And thank you for being on my show, by the way. Yeah, sure, anytime, anytime. So I am just going to go right into it. I met Zorik a couple weeks ago uh, when I booked this amazing studio that we're recording in. First of all, I found out about the Hello Studios through uh, other interviews that I've been on. And when I saw the photos of the studio, I thought, wait, this is in Dallas? Like, I need to check this out. So anyway, I looked into it, and I booked the spot, and then here we are. And then I met Zorik, and then I realized, wait, he's Asian. I think I am. (laughs) Well, you look Asian. Yeah, I think a little bit. I mean, people tell me. So I thought, okay, I got to get him on my podcast because as you guys know, I am also Asian and I love connecting with my fellow Asian community and really sharing the stories and the journey. Because I know right off the top when I met you that you have a very interesting story. Oh, yeah. We all have stories. (laughs) So tell us a little bit about where you're from, where you grew up and how did you get into this? That's like a five-hour question, but so <laughs> Dallas, Texas, born and raised. Uh-huh. Um, I've always loved music, so when I was a kid, my mom would force me to play piano. I played piano for like 10 years, played the clarinet, the oboe, uh, I did choir, so basically that really? was my background. And then, you know, in high school, I they had turntables, like vinyl, like the real stuff. Oh, yeah. Yeah, and I'm like, oh, I, I want to do that. So I picked up some turntables because a buddy of mine was doing the same thing, DJing at clubs and Greenville Avenue and Uptown whenever okay. it was really cool. And then that's kind of where my love for music started. Okay. Uh, but then, you know, technology kind of took over my passion, and then I've kind of been in technology for a long time. And then I got fired, yeah, in January or February. From my job. So uh, this year, yeah, this year, yeah. Was it this year? Yeah, I think so. Wow. Uh, so I was, you know, I was thinking of things to do, and I, I ended up finding a job, but I also had some cash saved up. 
Okay. So like, you know well, what? that's good. Yeah. So it was going to be like a restaurant. But I was like, nah, not a restaurant. Because the good thing is I didn't do it because of the pandemic, right? I thought of like a laundromat. I thought of like a nail shop or whatever. Right, right. But then I saw that I have all this equipment at home in my apartment in one room. And it's just sitting here doing nothing. And I'm like, I love music. And I already started podcasting before because of a dating app I started. And we kind of, we can go to that later. But yeah, I just, I was like, we can help people start their own podcasts and also give them a place to record somewhere that's cool and chill. Yeah. And that's kind of, we found, I found this place. It was like the first office area I looked at. And I was like, I got to get it. So sign the lease, pandemic hit. Right, right. <laughs> and then now it's kind of, it's it's launching. It, I think it's been two or three months we've we've been getting people in. Wow. But it's been, it was sitting idle for three months. I had no idea yeah. that you launched this right before the pandemic. Oh, yeah, yeah. You know what's really interesting is that the last several months I have been talking to other entrepreneurs and business owners. And what I've learned is that they also launch their next big idea during this crisis. And what I've noticed is that if you're an entrepreneur and you're listening, you will understand what I'm talking about. When you go through hard times, I feel like millionaires are made during these times. You have to pivot. Whether you're just gonna get phased out, right? Shut down, you're closing up, and you're like, I'm done. Or that inkling in you, which I felt it, I remember going through the pandemic, it's like, okay, how do I pivot? How do I evolve? How do I create? But for you, I know that because you created this before the pandemic, I felt like that's such a pure energy. Yeah, you yeah. Know what I mean, I really didn't have to a pivot. It was just a path I was I was taking yeah. anyway. But I did have to pivot whenever the pandemic hit, obviously, because you know there's no money coming in. It's just kind of it's just an empty room, basically, and yeah. uh, you know with 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 nobody here. So yeah. But it was interesting. It's 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 like um, you second guess yourself. You're like, oh shit, did I just make this decision? And I you know poured money into redoing the flooring <laughs> yeah, painting really beautiful yeah. in here thanks and then tables and then had to get a little bit more uh, equipment but it's just you second guess yourself all the time and that's yeah. the hardest part about entrepreneurship did i make a mistake yeah 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 and it's but but then as an entrepreneur like that's also what excites me mm-hmm. like the unknown yes uh, you know putting bets on things and mm-hmm. having no clue that things will work out and then just it works out yeah but eventually hopefully so. i always i used to joke because i started my business when i was 21 my very mm-hmm. first one yeah 21 and i used to c- tell people that i feel like you call yourself an entrepreneur but really you're just a risk taker you're you're just you live for that unknown the yeah. adventure, you know? Okay, so going back to the studio and mm-hmm. how you got fired. Yeah. What did you do before this? I'm IT. I've always been in IT. Okay. Whether it's uh, managing networks, being a manager, uh, fixing computers, fixing mm-hmm. someone's Wi-Fi, you know, I'm fixing my mom's computer. So I was always fixing things. Right. And so when you made the switch to Hello Studios, this is not the first business you started. Oh, no, no. What are some of the other ventures that you occupied with yeah i think dealt with my first one uh was when i was at uh, university of houston okay so my parents were super strict with me in school i hated school you don't say i I hated (laughs) reading i hated anything so (laughs) instead of going to college going to class uh, me and my buddy would go down to galveston and just drink beers on the beach (laughs) and like skip class (laughs) yeah that's all we would do i hated it and then uh, a buddy of mine his mom owned a home health company and this was back in the day when it was like green screen, um, you know, where they enter data. Oh. It was not Windows. 
And I was like, dude, we can do something way better than this. And then I, I said, you know what? Forget this. We're, we're going to do it. And I went back to Dallas. And we made something really cool. We were the first ones to do e-sign. You know, e-sign is like every, everywhere now. Yeah. First ones to do e-sign. First ones to do like like a tablet where pa- where nurses input patient information in and they bring them back to the office. So we were wow. the, one of the first. But I think at that time I was, I was too young. I didn't know how to run it or sell it because I was making cold calls. And then I felt like it was just kind of, it was going nowhere. So I... We just sold it, and that was it. So okay. that was my first venture. Before that, I would throw parties here and there and charge people five bucks to get in. And we would buy, like, a big bulk of um, glow sticks from, like, China for, like, pennies. And I would send, sell it for like, $15 a pop. <laughs> and then I would, <laughs> I would charge everyone, like, seven bucks to get in. So each time, I would make a ton of dough after wow. each party. Yeah. And we would just print, print flyers out and pass them out in all the, all the high schools. It was so fun because there's like no risk really. There's not much investment. Yeah. So I like doing stuff like that. So parties, music, uh, good technology. vibes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I felt like at a very early start, you knew that you like to put energy out there that makes people feel good. It's what I'm hearing. Yeah, I, th- I think you could call me like a, a connector. Yeah, yeah. I like bringing people together. You know, today I still do. I do meetups where we have I have three groups. You know, one for people who are new in Dallas, one for people in Greenville Avenue and one for people that are single. So through the through all those, we have about 12,000 plus people. Before the pandemic, we would do like two or three events a week. Yeah. Uh, but now we just kind of, we've tried the Zoom thing, but I don't know, it's not the same. It's not the same energy. Yeah. So, so yeah, so I'm, I'm the guy that likes to be out there and kind of, you know, hosting things. Yeah. Yeah, so. That's, that's what makes me happy too. Yeah. It's when yeah. I connect people, the sense of community. Yeah. Tell me how people can get in touch with your meetup groups because I didn't even know you had that. Just go to meetup and just, uh, so one is called M Street Peeps, like M Streets of Dallas. Uh-huh. One is called DFW Single Professionals. Okay. And the other one is New new to DFW. New to DFW. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. These are good to know because I know yeah. there's a lot of people that could be listening that's new. Yeah. Now, I want to kind of focus a little bit about this dating thing. Okay. So there is a single group called DFW single professional yeah was that the start previous to the dating app or did you have the dating app already we had the dating app already so first of all i am an expert at, at being single i started a dating app and that's why i do a, a dating meetup because you know been through a lot done a lot so yeah so the the dating app came out of um smu so two of my classmates in grad school were, we were all single and we're like you know what we were on we were on tinder bumble you know it was not working out we were like, you know what, we could create a dating app where people can meet each other for six or eight minutes over video uh, based on your preferences, like age, your height, religion, kid, whatever it is. And then if you like each other, you both click yes. If you don't, then you click no or whatever. But you at least meet eight people within an hour. Oh. And then uh, and then that's, that's the app. It's not really that uh, you know groundbreaking. But we did do video, so people were not doing video yet. But it was just hard. This was pre-pandemic, so very hard to get people to use the app. Yeah. Because people just don't like video chat. I don't know what it is. We 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 did a lot of things to market it, but it, we just did not get get any. I think we had like maybe five thousand members, but that was it. That was the height of it. And then after that, we just kind of we ran out of money. Number one and number yeah. two, I think we just lost the drive because you know we kept swinging and kept missing. Uh, and it wasn't an alignment then. No, no, no. And then so through that, 
um, we had some singles groups, right? We created that, and we would do like singles events where people would come out, and it was just more of a meetup than anything. Uh, so we wouldn't do anything different there. Uh, it was just sort of like gathering. Millennial women deserve to have their voices heard, which is why we created Bold Babes Radio. Our unique podcast network consists of an engaging lineup of show topics which serve our audience of young women between the ages of 21 and 35. We know what matters to you. From health to pop culture, we have a show for that. Visit us online at www.bullbabes.co to view our full show lineup, listen in, and subscribe. Okay, I have to ask. Yeah. You said that you are good at being single. Oh, yeah, professional. Yeah. <laughs> I'm right, yeah. T- tell us a little bit more about that. How did you come to that conclusion, if you don't mind sharing? Oh, I don't... I mean, I'd, it's self-proclaimed, obviously. And obviously, I'm not married, so that's one. And number two, I've been on a lot of dates. Probably hundreds and thousands of dates. <laughs> in my lifetime. In your lifetime? In my lifetime, yeah. yeah. But wow. I've been on maybe a few hundred dates in the past year, something yeah. like that. And nothing. No, well, I think it's me, <laughs> obviously. It's me, and it's. I think it's men... When you're not satisfied with your career and where you're at, I think I feel like we don't we don't settle. We don't sit down and we don't like, you know, we don't think of having that family. That's the main thing I think, and it's partially my own drive to be an entrepreneur and and you know I'm always hustling. Yeah. So time is really precious for me. So and then you weigh the pros and cons. Okay, a date cost me hundred bucks, but that hundred bucks could have gone to Facebook ads. So there's just like this this opportunity cost thing, right? Right. Or the time too. Instead of spending three hours on a date, I could be spending three hours doing research or reaching out to like potential clients or like partners and stuff like that. So I don't think that answered your question, but yeah, I was, like, I, I was wait, just like ranting. I think you're. I, I I was like thinking to myself like you're telling me that you would rather spend the money in your business versus dating. So yeah. how that's kind of contradicting what you're saying. Okay, so clarify for us yeah. what you mean by that you rather spend the money because you obviously are dating because you're looking for someone. But then yeah. I guess you're saying that at some point you're like, well, do I really want to put my energy in my business or do I want to put my energy in the relationship? Yeah. Okay, gotcha. Yeah. And you have been struggling with that. It's this inner struggle within myself to... Ah, to um, got it. If the date goes bad, I'm like, oh my gosh, I spent three hours and $200. I could have spent that on something else. But I think it also you can't have it both ways too. Mm, right. You're gonna. I'm gonna kiss. Uh, I'm gonna kiss. What is the, the what is the um, thing? You kiss a lot of frogs to meet that prince charming. So it's part of the journey, right? You know, failure. And so I know that, right? And there's lots of failure to be had when you're dating and you're meeting new people because there's so many variables that have to click in order for you to in, in order for you to like uh, take it to the next level, like the, the second date, third date, fourth date, right? Um, so that's like my mind. That's like, I guess that's the struggle, good and evil, whatever you want to call it, in my mind about dating and business. So there's always that struggle. It's like a war in my head. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So. Okay. So I'm going to get in your business a little bit. Sure. Okay. So by the way, we also have a third person in this studio. Um, she, she decided not to come on with the mic, but I think she, <laughs> she thinks she may want to come in. Are you trying to come in? <laughs> I mean, she, uh, she's more than welcome. At this point, I think we need to bring her in. Hold on. Okay, so let me just uh, let you guys know that I have 
she in the studio here. She's actually my next guest <laughs> that I'm going to interview. But she is a relationship. Um, uh -oh. She's very passionate about relationships and things like that. We talk a lot about relationships. Let's put it this way. She's going to chime in on this topic. So I'm going to get in your business a little bit, Zorik. So, Which business? Um, your dating business. Oh, that business? Yeah, that because you know what? We can the entrepreneurship journey we hear it a thousand times. Oh, okay, good. I want to hear about your dating oh, life. Oh boy. So you said that all things have to click. And by the way, I'm also in that scene. Mm -hmm. So I've been divorced and I'm now dating again. Okay. And I'm actually dating for the first time as a single mom. Welcome to the club. Yeah. So yeah, that really this is more research if you if you want to really know the oh, truth. Okay, okay. <laughs> well uh, research like what am I expecting? What am I walking into? But I ask because I've noticed that at this stage in my life when you date, back in my twenties, I used to have different types of things that I look for, right? Back in your twenties, you're like, is he hot? You know, does he work out? Um, what kind of job does he have? It's it's more external. Um, for me at this age, I'm looking for men who are, are they turning inward? What are their mindfulness practices? Do they, are they following their purpose? Are they passionate about what they do? It's completely different things. Like, is that the same for a guy perspective? No. I just have, <laughs> no, absolutely not. I'm like, that's, my eyes are glazing over. I, I knew um, it. Tell me from the guy perspective, and I don't want to hear it from she. It's a lot about looks, honestly. That's yeah. one thing. Yeah. Uh, but the second thing is, um, as you get older, like I'm in my 30s, late 30s, uh, very late 30s, like late, like latest as you can be <laughs> in my 30s. As you get to that point, like when I was in my 20s, I had very, like my preferences on Bumble and Tinder were just, oh, they're just so tight, right? As I get older, like you start opening up your preferences. And now it's just like woman that walks, <laughs> <laughs> woman that smiles at me. Uh, but no, no, no. So it's, it's, <laughs> yeah, I digress. So it's, yeah, it's looks. It's also chemistry also. Chemistry. Because when I look for values, I find them, but then there's no chemistry. Mm. You know, it's like you just got to take um, the person for what they are. When it feels right, I say that's it. I think it's, I think it's less calculated for men than, than women. Because I think you guys, you guys, you guys are way smarter than us for sure. We're like cavemen. And so that's kind of what my experience is so for you you're saying is that you've met women who align with your values but may not be physically attractive to where you feel that spark in chemistry yeah yeah got it yeah i think i just want to be able to jump your bones that's right that's, and that's, still that's have great conversations that, that's it right yeah, yeah. no I, but isn't that what we all want yeah yeah a that best friend that we can have sex with sex and then the chemistry and that feeling like you know that you know but then all of a sudden we all know like you've been in the in industry both of you guys that some of that is like not real in the initial phases, right? It's like the lust. Yeah. Yeah. So you also have to be cognizant of like kind of working through it and, uh, you know, making the conscious decision to, to love or date this person. Making the conscious decision. Yeah. What do you mean by that? Uh, because, because love is work. Love is so much work. Gosh. A lot of work. Yeah. Okay, she, I want to hear what you got to say. Welcome There's, to the show. <laughs> just, just 10 minutes or less. Yeah. Okay, so here's the theory about men. And men do lust at the beginning because they look at the looks first, right? So they, they don't they don't really know how they really feel about the woman at the beginning based off of the, the physical appearance. Yeah. And then as time progresses, 
if she has brains, they're like, okay, that's a plus, and she looks good, that's even better. But I think what happens is, is that men don't know how to communicate what they actually want towards the woman at the very beginning. So if a man, if a man sees a woman, if he looks at her, you need to be asking her the same thing that a woman would ask a man, so that you're not wasting time. You're not spending $200 on a meal that you can actually put towards your business. I feel like men that are more entrepreneurs should be with a woman that has the same values, that entrepreneur spirit, that means they can work closer to better as a team. So if he needed help, she's able to help that and provide the same situations with each other. She can be here right now doing podcasts and helping bring in other people in based off the connections that she actually knows. And then what happens is as time starts to progress and maybe her crooked leg is not going to be as crooked might anymore. Be, might be cute. Be <laughs> she cute. might be cute, right? <laughs> ah, so the, those things are starting to not really be a big issue as she's bringing more value to your life. Yeah, that's good. Um, have you guys dated an entrepreneur before? Yeah. Yeah. Yes, I now. think I have. I think subconsciously I draw those men in because I myself radiate at that energy. Mm -hmm. This is my first time dating an entrepreneur. It's okay. really totally different. I never dated an entrepreneur. Is it working out? It's working out. Okay, for me, it never works out. Yeah, I was going to say, for yeah. you, it's it doesn't work, work out. It works out perfectly well i'm not gonna even say perfectly we have our ups and downs but i think you have to really look at the whole picture of what are you willing to deal with the things that she offers or not bring them things that you don't like in the same vice versa she's willing to deal with the same thing because we're not going to be perfect in the relationship regardless so it just all depends on what are we willing to risk and take with that other person because no one is not going to be that perfect oh, key yeah, person sure. that we're looking for i want to know why it didn't work out for you tell me why it didn't work out for you to date another entrepreneur sometimes it becomes like a struggle between whose business is more important Mm. Sometimes. Oh, interesting. Um, that is interesting. Time, right? Time. So maybe she's doing her own thing, but we're always having a schedule schedule around her business, but I'm okay with scheduling around my business and then vice versa, right? Uh, I also dated a, a country singer one time. And oh. she, she was all about her thing. It's, it was all about like her. She had a, also like a music school too. And that's what I'm talking about. It's just sometimes it's a struggle, right? Yeah. It's like whose business is more important? Is it mine right. or hers? Um, and then once we get committed, is someone going to kind of back down? Should I just kind of let my business, you know, sunset or should, should hers or should we keep going together? That should be a conversation yeah. that you guys actually have. And if they're not willing to put in the same effort that you would be willing to put into, then yeah, it's not going to work. It's so funny that I'm hearing you say this because like to me it's like, why does it feel like the way society put relationships, the way we, we look at relationships, it's like someone always has to sacrifice something. Oh. That's what I'm hearing. Do you yeah. believe that we have to sacrifice who we are in order to find someone to be with? I think we do. I think both sides, though. Both sides have to, I think, equally. Yes. Something, something. Something. Like, she might hate seafood, which, oh my gosh, that, that'll be a deal breaker. If she I don't know seafood. if I can date someone that doesn't say seafood. <laughs> yeah. We talked about this the other day. Yeah. That, that will be a deal breaker seafood. for me. Uh, or like the same TV shows. You know, like maybe I like one type of show. I like, you know, Marvel TV shows and she likes her housewife stuff. And maybe I she just hates watching with me and I hate watching with her. And maybe we just watch separately. So that's kind of a, you mm -hmm. know, kind of a thing you have to do. So there's, there's 
There's that in every relationship, unfortunately. It unfortunately. is. I don't know. I, I'm changing the way I look at relationships. I actually no longer believe that um, you have to sacrifice. I believe that you can flow in alignment with the significant other. It may not look like the relationship out here right now that we see, right? And, and you know, this is a spiritual podcast, so I kind of give my perspective. In a spiritual relationship, in a conscious relationship, you can actually let the other partner be who they are. And it's, it's almost like you're consciously entering a partnership with someone, knowing that they have the complete freedom to be whoever they want, and you're going to accept that. Yeah. <laughs> Beautiful. <laughs> He's like, that's not for me. <laughs> no, but I, I think there's some, some merit in that. Yeah. I, but the other, the guy also has to have that same mindset too, I think. Exactly. Right? Yes. Because if I'm just like, ooga booga, caveman, <laughs> uh, I don't know. The, I think the right guy will be open to that, too. Exactly. Yeah. I think that th what I'm saying is that there's enough people in the world mm -hmm. that I think that why do we keep going with people where we have to sacrifice those pieces of ourselves? I hate that. I talk to people all day, and, and a lot of my friends are in relationships. All I hear is how they can't be who they are. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. Maybe it's a level of sacrifice. You know, Boom. maybe that's it. It's not like all oh, one size fits all. Right. Yeah, yeah. the level of sacrifice. Yeah. And where? how do you know, though? How, so how do you know when it's like I'm losing myself versus I'm just compromising and I'm just trying to be reach you in the middle? How do you know that you are starting to sacrifice yourself? Well, she says you can't hang out with your friends. That's like a big sacrifice. Yeah. Like I've been in a relationship where... Or she didn't get along with, you know, a couple of people in my, my friend group. And then she says, okay, uh, either it's them or me. That's not a good sacrifice, right? Yeah. That's one thing. Okay. So you started this dating app and then I guess you're saying that it didn't take off. So what did you do with it? It just kind of... It's still there. We, we thought about resurrecting it. You should. Um, now, but it's just, I don't know, time and money is one thing and you know you know my resources are sunk into this thing yeah so and then the other so we had two co-founders and one got married so no longer needs a dating app and the, the, the <laughs> second is is becoming a real estate agent so she's really busy um and she does her own she's also a recruiter too so yeah we just kind of it was just like the perfect timing for us to start something but again just like in relationships business it's all about timing same thing yeah, yeah it is about timing so you may start it back but that's not a definite yeah we thought about repurposing it for maybe recruiters that say like someone's hiring and they mm. do like this sort of dating app speed dating type thing or it could be even like with therapy if you're trying to choose the right therapist well you can you can talk to eight therapists at one and yeah. you know, pick one so there we still have the code it's still there it's just we haven't really done anything with it at the moment okay yeah. i'm interested in that because i yeah. think that's a great platform to use i have to talk to you more about that so now that you are you're now on two other podcasts like you're hosting them yeah yeah what are the two called uh the palette podcast it's food just started um and we we take people in the studio here okay and they bring chefs bring food and we eat it and we talk about it it's not quite i'm mukbang. on a wrong podcast <laughs> yeah <laughs> uh it's it's not quite mukbang have you guys seen that mukbang where they eat food no and they're like yes and they're yes. like chewing like this you hear everything everything that they yeah. eat the every sound that yeah. the mouth can make, you can hear It's like it. ASMR, right? Oh, ASMR. Okay. Yeah. So like they just chewing and it's like they're love the crab legs with just they're getting butter and just <laughs> dipping it in the, the but the crab leg in the butter and they're eating that. Oh, it's so good. Wow. Uh, but we have seven episodes in that one so far. 
Uh, we just interviewed the owner of this place called Bar and Garden off like Haskell, but we talked really deep about wine, like where uh. it's coming from, like the different grapes. It was like really insightful. I mean, me, I just I just like to drink what I drink, and after one glass, I'm done. Like it, it all tastes the same to me, but. Uh, she talked to us about how to drink wine, how to taste wine, you know, the best. We had some organic wine, too, which also tastes much more fresh than other wine. It's, uh, it's oh. like, yeah, because there's no pesticides, insecticides, and stuff yeah. like that. That's one. And then I do a, a dating podcast, which we've, we're already like at 156, 156 episodes. We have people from like, you know, The Bachelor, The Bachelorette, uh, TV shows, Lifetime Channel. And they talk about their journey on uh, in dating, also, and, and the journey on TV shows. Because I love TV shows. I love how fake it is that we're learning. Like the, like the producers always tell them what to do, what to say, or they say maybe you should date this person, and they'll kind of like you know they'll try to like write the story for you. Right. So right. It, it's all fake. That's all I can say. But I'm glad you're saying that because yeah. there are women who listen and they watch these shows, and they think that that's what love is. They think that it's cultivate it like that yeah i think we're poisoned by tv honestly <laughs> we are wow. yeah that's a that's a strong well, statement no that's it because it's all fake um i was on this recent casting call for hgtv about uh i first time home buyer me and i uh, saw this thing because uh, i i do improv down there in, in deep ellum wow um not stand up oh but the improv uh but it, it was the dallas comedy house it closed but but there's still a Facebook group, and everyone kind of sends out like casting calls they see. And there was one where like, if you're in your 30s, buying your first home, you know, uh, show up, yeah, show up. So I, I did it, uh, and I did the se- I had the second round of casting calls, and they were like, well, we need we need to give you a story, because I guess my story was boring. Basically, I just oh bought a house. Oh my gosh. So they're like, I want you. Can we make it to where you move out of your parents' house and you've never lived alone? I'm like, I guess. <laughs> so, <laughs> they literally uh, wrote a storyline for they, you. They want. They, they were trying to. Wow. Or they were like, well, you can have a. You can move out of a friend's house and just say you've never lived alone before. So they're. It's it's fabricated. But we love TV. I love TV. It's entertainment. Yeah. Otherwise, it wouldn't be that entertaining. I think. True. Yeah. So. I think it's just having the awareness that it's not real. Yeah. Even though it's called reality TV. Yeah. So. Anyways, I didn't get it, but anyways. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Okay. So now that you have all these different platforms that talks about dating, are yeah. you telling me that you're still not finding Miss Right? I'm, I'm always dating Miss Right. I mean, it seems right at all times, but <laughs> let's see how, how it evolves. Maybe right is right now. You know, maybe everything's working out right now, but... I like yeah. how you said that because I think sometimes we we date or we get into relationships and we think that it's like forever because that's the story that we've been sold right yeah. from the movies and the TV we watch that it's you find the one mm-hmm. and guess what it's happily ever after but that's so not true no no I, I think I think everyone's the one it's just you got to put up with their shit <laughs> so ah, there you go yeah yeah that's it yeah can you kind can, can you compromise yeah. you know yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. That's a very interesting. Any anything you want to add, Shay? No, <laughs> not at all. But he's right. This has been a very interesting episode. We've kind of been everywhere, um, talking about everything. But to just to end this on a really funny note, so tell us 
what would be your ideal woman right oh now? My. Should it get clear? I, I think the audience would want to know. And also, if you look back at this episode, you can reflect back on what women was right for you at this time. Okay, what's going to happen is I will put this in the universe, and I will get the total opposite. That's <laughs> oh, what's gonna, come on. That's no. What's no. Gonna, no, no, no. That's what's no. going to happen. By you that. saying that, that's what's going to end up happening. Yes. But I'll be happy. But I'll, I might be happy with that. So. Well, yeah. true. Well, this, like I said, get clear with your intentions. Okay. And watch the magic happen. Okay. What will be your ideal woman right now? Um, one per someone that has a career, right? That's passionate about what they're doing, whether it's being a nurse, whether it's being a podcaster, whether it's being something, like have that drive and not just like status quo. Like I'm fine, you know. Uh, passion. You passion. For passion. And a life learner. So because mm. I I read a lot of books, you know, on like self development or whether it's anything like biographies to someone that's a life learner uh since i'm super tall someone under five four <laughs> that's one thing five four below or five five if you're okay with that uh, i'm okay with the woman towering over me because i've been on dates where i'm like literally like looking up <laughs> like five inches does she have on heels heels and she's still taller than me <laughs> <laughs> i mean uh, so but, but that's fine. That's fine. That's fine. Um, I think that those are the main things. And likes to likes to eat because yeah. because I have dated some vegans. Oh boy, oh. I'm I'm a carnivore. Oh. I love to eat like steak. Um, food is big because I like uh, like the state fair down. You know, you see the state yeah, fair. Yeah, yeah. I love eating like the the fried stuff. Uh, I like. Food festivals. Okay. So Great. someone who's gotcha. not going to say, yeah. um, I'm watching my keto. I can't go to this <laughs> this weekend. That is terrible. Like, I would just, like, rather, I don't know, poke my eye out than, <laughs> I would just leave the date at that point. Got it. Um, Got it. But, yeah, that's that's it. That's it. Yeah. Because, like, if I'm too, if, if my preferences are too, like, narrow, I will yeah. not find anybody. I need to just yes, open it for up. For sure. Yeah. 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 For sure. And have you ever been in love? I was engaged once in my 20s. I was in like lust, maybe. Yeah. But then we stayed together for seven years, and it kind of. Whoa. Yeah, it just kind of. It's a long time. It's Wait a, long a minute. Time. So you're common law married. Common law married, lived together, but uh, we just kind of grew apart, you know. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So you did get married at some point, and just evolved past that person. Yeah, I guess you can call it. Okay. Well, yeah. I'm I'm very hopeful for you, Zorik, and I think by you declaring to the universe what you're looking for today. Just be on the lookout. I'm hopeful too. Yeah. <laughs> so I have to hit up one of your events. I'll be so interested yeah. in doing that. Do yeah. you guys still have virtual ones or? We did a virtual uh, speed dating event. Oh, really? It was kind of cool because, you know, there was like 30 people that showed up. And then yeah. me and my co-host uh, for the dating podcast, we would just talk about like our worst dates. We would talk about, you know, stuff like that. And then we had someone in the background like matching people up. So you're meeting people in like separate Zoom, like. Um, Zoom meet, meet groups or something or right. rooms uh, and it lasted for a good hour and a half, two hours uh, nice. but it was a lot and then we're like, you know what, let's just wait till January. Yeah. You know? yeah. It's just around the corner. Hopefully things get better and we can do events. Well, and restaurants uh, are going to be, you know, I think the capacity now is at what, 75? Getting there, yeah. 75? Getting there. Yeah. You would consider doing something outside in the patio. Yeah, yeah, we thought about it. Yeah, but then I don't know how many people you can have in a group, which is kind of weird. So, like, let's say we have 50 people in a patio. I don't know if that's uh, 
law in right Idaho. now. Right. Yeah, I don't know. Oh. Yeah. Well, I'll be at your event when you have oh, your yeah. next one. Yeah, I'd love we, to support you. Yeah, so. please. Well, thank you so much for coming. And to end the show, I ask every guest of mine okay. a list of rapid-fire questions. So as I rattle off the questions, just give me the first answer that comes to your mind. You ready? Okay. All right. Because So when I was preparing these questions... A lot of these are centered around travel for some reason. So okay. maybe it, maybe this is the universe way of letting you know that you need to take a trip after all this. All right. So what is the first place you want to go to after the pandemic? Outside. <laughs> no specific country, destination. Peru. Okay. Let's do Peru. Peru? Okay. Yeah. Good one. Are you a beach or a mountain person? Mountain. You hesitated there for a little bit. <laughs> because I love the beach, but then I like skiing. So I like both. Okay. Yeah. All right. So mountains. We'll go with that. like like a Lake Tahoe, right? They have oh, a beach and a mountain. Yes. So there you go. Yeah. I need to go compromise. There. I like that. Yeah. Um, if you can f- be at any age, if you can freeze yourself at any age, what age would you choose? Um, probably in my like twenty one. Twenty one. Twenty one is a good age. Yeah. Why twenty one? Because uh, it was it, it's new again. It's new. It's like you you're just being able to drink. You know, starting businesses. Uh, I was just becoming independent as a man, and I was in Houston. I was just doing different things. Okay. Uh, so yeah, there was no restrictions. Now, I have bills. <laughs> <laughs> like I can't run because my knee will hurt, and <laughs> you know, I bought a Peloton. I never use it. You know, <laughs> I'm reading self-help books because that's what we do in our thirties. I mean, you know, you don't do that in your twenties. You don't do that. Hilarious. 21. <laughs> Got yeah. it. Okay. Yeah. And the last one is, if you can have a genie and a genie can grant you any meal in the world, what would you choose? It would have to be a sirloin steak, blue rare, wow. with some garlic butter on top, and maybe some french fries. <laughs> okay. So classy, but not so classy at the same time. Okay. Right? Sirloin, blue rare, french fries? Mm-hmm. And who would you eat it with? Oh, boy. Anybody? Anybody? Oh, uh, oh, Gal Gadot. You know she is. She's Wonder Woman. Oh, she's gorgeous. She's my. That's my crush. She's and hopefully that's my one pass that I have. Ah, uh, yeah. Got it. But she's not five four. She's like six four. She's very tall. She's very yeah. tall. Yeah. She's beautiful. Good choice. Hmm. Yeah. All right. Well, thank you so okay. much. Yeah. I learned something about you today that I think our audience did too. So. Good. And just to let you guys know, if you guys are interested in starting a podcast, getting consultation, if you just want to swing by and check out the studio, please contact Hello Studio. They're on IG. You want to give out your info? Uh, it's uh, at IamHelloStudios.com. Um, I am Hello Studios. <laughs> <laughs> and if you like to go to our website, IamHelloStudios.com. Uh, so, yeah. Awesome. Thank it. you. You guys got to check this place out. Amazing views, amazing equipment, an awesome owner. Well, thank you so much, guys, for tuning in. Make sure you guys subscribe, review, tag us if you enjoy the episode, and I'll see you guys next time. Bye. Bye. We want to fund you. We have developed a podcast network to cater to our community of ambitious young women between the ages of 21 and 35, and we're searching for unique shows to develop for our channel, Full Babes Radio. No podcast editing, music licensing, or sponsorship negotiation required. Just raw talent and an established social presence. If you have a story to tell, love empowering millennial women, and want to partner with a brand on the rise, email your pitch to podcastdirector at bullbabes.co. 
Again, that's podcastdirector at bowlbabes.co.